Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Wednesday, December 27th, 2023. Phil Giraldi joins us in just a minute on is the CIA complicit in the lies of the Israeli government? But first this. Judge Napolitano here. I love being a spokesperson for causes that I believe in, and one of them is the soundness of money. We don't have that anymore. The markets are casinos. The Fed is printing cash like it's going out of style. What is the government doing to my money? What is it doing to your money? Over $34 trillion in government debt, and that number goes up with every tick of the clock. The cost of living is unsustainable, and the cost of everything, from eggs to bread, is going through the roof no matter matter what the White House tells you. You can no longer trust the government or Wall Street or the bank. So how do you save now and for the future? Do what I did. Do your research. When I did my research, it led me to gold and silver, and that led me to Lear Capital, the leader in gold and silver since 1997. I know the folks at Lear. I work with the folks at Lear. I trust the folks at Lear. How do you reach them? 800-511-4620 or learjudgenap.com. You'll have a very nice conversation with a very knowledgeable person. There's no high pressure. They will send you literature that you can share with your spouse, and then you'll decide what to do. You might even qualify for $15,000 in bonus gold. Lear has been the leader in this area of investing for the past 25 years. 800-511-4620. And don't forget to ask about a gold IRA. Find out how diversifying your portfolio from stocks and bonds into gold and silver can give you peace of mind. The peace of mind you deserve. 800-511-4620. LearJudgeNap.com. And when you speak to these good folks, tell them the judge sent you. Phil Giraldi, welcome back to the show, uh, my dear friend. What role, if any, does the CIA play in the slaughter in Gaza? Well, uh, that's a little bit hard to uh, judge. Uh, clearly, the CIA is in uh, direct liaison uh, with the top levels of intelligence in, in Israel. And uh, the director, in fact, has been there a, a number of times. And in fact, he's been kind of labeled as uh, as the main contact in some senses between the White House, between the president uh, and Netanyahu and the people immediately around him. So the uh, there clearly is a channel there 
the channel is obviously two ways. Uh, it just depends on how you want to read it. Uh, I rather suspect um, that we are in a situation where essentially Biden is afraid to confront uh, Netanyahu, who for some of the things that the army is doing in Gaza, which make the U.S. and Israel look bad. Uh, I would think the, the more direct uh, everyday contacts are through the military. I, you, I'm sure you've read this article about how right up till now, since October 7th, the United States has provided 10,000 tons of military equipment. I mean, this is almost unfathomable. Well, so if um, uh, the Netanyahu government says 10 Israeli soldiers were killed, uh, but it really is 50, would the CIA know that and be in a position to contradict them? I mean, stated differently, are there CIA assets on the ground in Gaza reporting back to Langley about what's happening or even coordinating with Israeli intelligence? Uh, I would bet there are. Uh, if you went to the government and asked them if there were, was a presence of intelligence officers or military officers, they would tell you, oh, no, no, no boots on the ground. But we've seen in the case of Ukraine, that's a lie. So uh, I would suspect they're right up front there. Uh, if only to be able to uh, to serve as intermediaries in terms of the use of some of these weapons systems and also probably intelligence equipment uh, that is analogous in terms of offensive uh, equipment. And um, I would imagine there are people on the ground for that. They might be undercover as contractors uh, or, or you know something else. It might even be diplomats uh, cover, but uh, I'm sure they're there. Does the CIA get involved in um, military activities, in violence? Now, I'm not talking about overthrowing Allende or anything like that. But would CIA personnel, full-time CIA employees or outside contractors, be dressed in military garb and fighting with or assisting or helping uh, the IDF uh, commit its horrific acts in Gaza? I'm trying to I'm trying to determine from your unique experience and knowledge of how the agency works uh, the level and extent of American involvement in these war crimes. Uh, well, the the simple answer to that is absolutely. Um, the uh, agency has a major division, which is a special operations division, which is uh, essentially. Um, former uh, special operations soldiers who are uh, retired or are have spent three years or five years or six years uh, with special operations. And after that, they want to go in with CIA. And these people generally are in civilian attire, but they will go into sort of a, a halfway uniform if that's justified by the circumstances. These people were very active in Afghanistan. They were very active in Iraq. Uh, and they were also very active in Libya. And what would, uh, yeah, what, so the answer is yes. Absolutely. What would American, what would American CIA do uh, in the case of the uh, IDF murdering a woman and her baby inside a Roman Catholic church in Gaza? Would they stop it? 
Would they run to aid uh, the victims? Would they caution against it or would they be indifferent? Well, I don't think anyone could be indifferent to that. Uh, but I would think that there are a, a couple things at play there. Uh, it depends to what extent that person is integrated in what the Israelis are doing, whether he or she is armed. So there are, there are a number of things that qualify the answer. I would think that the um, United States CIA Special Operations Group people would go by the international and uh, Geneva Convention rules of war, which would mean they should intervene to stop something like that going on. Uh, though I can imagine there are cases where, at a minimum, they will advise the Israelis not to do what they're about to do. Uh, but I would like to think that they might uh, physically try to stop them. Uh, I don't know this for obviously a fact, none of us do, but the atrocities that are taking place, including uh, uh, killing people and then taking their organs, which we've been reading about today, uh, is th this stuff is just unspeakable. Why are they taking their organs? Is it to desecrate the body and humiliate the family or is it for medical purposes? It's uh, to sell. Uh, wow. Israel has long been a uh, Israel has long been a center for uh, for organ sales throughout Europe and, and other parts of the world, and many of the uh, organs that are taken are from Palestinian prisoners who somehow seem to die in custody. So this is this is well known. This has been reported for years, and it's suspected that they're doing the same thing now uh, with with Hamas. And also with people who are being arrested and dying uh, on the West Bank. Has the um, uh, UN served any uh, purpose, any beneficial purpose uh, in the slaughter in Gaza? Well, the UN is playing a role, which is that it's unable to stop it. Uh, the resolution that was voted on last Saturday, which was um, originated by the United Arab Emirates, would have pulled, would have called for effectively a ceasefire, which would allow a greatly increased flow of medicine and food in particular into Gaza. But the United States uh, acting for Israel, complicit in this with Israel, got all that language struck out of the resolution. So the resolution only kind of hinted that if, uh, if conditions were appropriate, there might be a suspension of, of some fighting uh, and that Israel, rather than the United Nations, would uh, control the um, entry and management of medicine and food coming in. So what result did that produce, which is food and medicine are coming in at a low level, just as they were, and the fighting has continued. So the United Nations has been totally ineffective, but that's largely due to the use of the United States veto on behalf of Israel. Even if the United States had uh, had not vetoed um, the original resolution calling for a ceasefire, does the UN have the wherewithal to enforce the ceasefire against uh, the wishes of the Netanyahu government, or is it just moral suasion that the UN has? Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. 
So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Well, actually, the Security Council resolutions have... Uh have force behind them. The uh, uh, the one that went through on Saturday was 13 votes in favor and two votes uh, abstained, which were the United States and Russia. The United States abstained uh, for no stated reason and Russia abstained because it said, look, the United States has made this resolution toothless. It, it's ineffective. The Security Council uh, can start a war. Uh, Korea, for example, that was a Security Council war. Uh, so it has teeth in it, although the countries in the UN have to volunteer troops and they have to get behind it. But the, if the Security Council votes by 13 to two abstentions, uh, that's uh, that's a pretty strong voice. And it would have gone through, but for the United States and Israel. Okay. Um, is it realistic that the IDF can eliminate Hamas? Or is Netanyahu's stated goal physically and militarily and even philosophically impossible? Well, it's a, it's a difficult question to answer uh, without knowing more to what really is going on on the ground. There are some estimates that the uh, Israelis have already had killed uh, hundreds of Israeli soldiers in the conflict. Wait, wait and, that, that Hamas has killed hundreds of Israeli soldiers? Well, uh, between what the Israelis did when they counterattacked on ah. the 7th, where they killed a lot of their own soldiers, apparently, and okay. what Hamas has managed to kill. So there have been a lot of casualties, but this is not being directly acknowledged by the Israeli government or by the U.S. government, which probably knows exactly what's going on. So we don't know a lot of things about the fighting. There are a lot of uh, stories starting to appear, even in the New York Times, about how, in today's New York Times, about the goal of clearing Hamas out of Gaza uh, that Netanyahu keeps citing uh, is probably undoable. And um, But, you know, they have an alternative plan, which is basically to... Uh, uh, perform a complete genocide, force all of the people in, in, in currently in Gaza out or kill them. And uh, that's another plan. Let's um, uh, move across the ocean. What is the 10-7 project here in the United States? The 10-7 project is a, uh, um, a plan that has recently been set up by uh, six or seven leading uh, Jewish organizations in the United States, 
including APAC. And um, these uh, organizations are, are waging war, basically, on people in the United States who are critical of what Israel is doing. So this is a full frontal, fully funded uh, counterattack against any kind of sentiments that are saying that Israel shouldn't be doing what it's doing. It's killing too many civilians, you know, et cetera, et cetera, going on from there. This is um, uh, something that includes um, what we've seen a bit of already, which is that people who are part of the peace movement are being identified uh, and put on lists so that they will be unable to get jobs after they graduate from college. This is how vicious and, and how, I think, underhanded this whole thing is. If one were to do that uh, from the other direction, can you imagine putting Jewish students who were supporters of the, the horrible atrocities that Israel is committing and put them on a list? I can imagine the stink that would be in the media and coming out of Congress and the White House. So if you're on the Columbia University campus, I'll just pick Columbia because it gets in the news a lot where I live. Uh, and you're chanting, uh, from the river to the sea, Palestine shall be free. You run the risk, if you're a law student, of not even getting interviewed by a major New York City law firm. And if you're an undergraduate of being put on this list that the 10-7 uh, project people will put you on. Yeah, that's that's precisely what they're doing. It's uh, they're putting on the list of, uh, up in Harvard, at Harvard, um, they were actually going around with trucks that had the pictures of the students who were uh, supporting uh, um, a, a a ceasefire in in Gaza, and these people had their pictures and their names on these panel trucks going around town, just driving around at random. And these lists were also being made to major law firms and, and, and other normal sources of hiring for Harvard graduates. And uh, so this is very active. It's very much going on. Is there is their goal to suppress the freedom of speech and the freedom of assembly? I guess it is. Their goal is to have own freedom of speech only if you say nice things about Israel. And if you criticize the Netanyahu government in public, um, what is the what is the response that they will uh, trigger, according to the former Israeli government minister Shulamat Aloni? Well, the, the, they will call you an anti-Semite, uh, whether there's any evidence for that or not. They will probably, if they really want to pile on. They'll, they'll make a claim that you're also a so-called Holocaust denier. And uh, they will do other things to you. And, they, you know, they, they, all, they have a lot of money. They have a lot of access to power. And they're going to pull all the stops out. Look at this, uh, this poor woman, uh, president of Harvard University. Uh, the, the Congress is investigating her, her scholarly works, for plagiarism. Have you ever heard of Congress investigating an academic over plagiarism? The last time, I, last time I checked, plagiarism is not in the federal statutes nor in the Constitution. 
but I suppose if the target is perceived uh, as not being sufficiently uh, pro-Netanyahu government, and the members of Congress want to be perceived as sufficiently pro-Netanyahu government, they don't give a damn about the Constitution or the statutes or the freedom of speech. This, this fellow Shalomat Aloni, whom you quoted as saying, well, it's a trick, we always use it. When from Europe somebody is criticizing Israel, then we bring up the Holocaust. When from the U.S. people are cri criticizing Israel, then they are anti-Semitic. I'm kind of surprised he said this. It's a former Israeli government minister. Maybe he doesn't care for Netanyahu. What does he mean? It's a trick. Well, uh, uh, first of all, it's a woman. Oh, I beg your pardon. I didn't know the uh, name, so I thank you yeah, for the correction. Yeah, right. What does she mean that it's a trick? Well, what she means is it's a way of, uh, of shutting down the conversation. And uh, uh, she also, uh, uh, in her comment, went on to say that this, uh, this is, is, provides cover for how the Israelis are treating the Palestinians. In other words, they can do anything to the Palestinians because they can disarm all criticism by mentioning either the Holocaust or anti-Semitism. And, of course, it's, it has worked. Look at the guilt trip that uh, Europe is going on now. They're putting people in prison uh, for publicly saying that um, uh, what's going on in Gaza, the killing is too much. Uh, in France and Germany, you go to jail for that. Uh, and um, in Britain, if you go out and demonstrate, they will put you in jail. And uh, so this is what's this is what's coming. Well, I was going to ask you how the countries of the EU come down uh, on the moral issue uh, of the genocide uh, in Gaza. So how do countries like uh, Switzerland, Italy, Spain, Portugal come down on this? Well, again, they dodge the issue. Uh, they see it as a, uh, most of the countries in Europe um, there are major demonstrations taking place by the public because the public is outraged by seeing all these dead baby bodies lined up in Gaza. And the news stories about people going in to churches and shooting, shooting people who are sheltering there and who are uh, going into apartment buildings and killing everyone they see. And they're going to the Oregon story. I mean, these things just go on and on and on. But the Europeans don't want to address these things. Uh, but ultimately, if the public is active enough, they're going to have to. And I think we're, we're, we're hopefully moving in that direction in the U.S., where the public is getting a little tired of the of the Israel saga. And uh, maybe it will uh, eventually produce a result. I don't I don't see the outrage, Phil. I wish there were outrage. There's outrage here on this program from you and our regular guests, but I just don't see uh, the international outrage. I can't remember the last time a slaughter like this was covered on cable TV and all the other news outlets that we have today. And the major governments of the uh, Western world were effectively silent or pretending to be indifferent or are indifferent or supporting it like the US. Yeah, I mean, you're right. But I, I, I tend to see a, something a little different. You know, the, uh, uh, I'm kind of connected with a lot of anti-war type groups. Okay. And I hear from them from the inside and the things that are going on. I think there's a, there's a, 
like an iceberg, you know, about uh, 80% of, of what is going on is probably hidden because the media is not reporting any of it. And certainly the government's not going to say anything. Well, what, what do you expect to be going on uh, from these people? And a lot of them are friends of yours and mine, but what do you think they're going to do or what do they think is going um, to happen? Yeah, it's always the what to do, what to do question. Right. Uh, we, certainly we people who are identified as anti-war in a sense are not going to be uh, trying to overthrow the government. So what we can do is just make our voices heard. We can, in in uh, those uh, areas where there is opposition to what is going on, we can we can help support them financially. Uh, we can work with them. And um, we have to hope for the good angels to somehow come out of this. If this fighting goes on as the Israeli uh, chief of staff predicted yesterday, for months more, there are going to be tens of thousands of Gazans who are dead. And God knows what the final solution is. And I use the word final solution uh, advisedly. That uh, uh, Are these people all going to get killed? Are they going to get forced uh, to uh, get pushed into Sinai if the Egyptians will even let them do that? I mean, this is just a, this is, this is the major, the worst genocide tragedy uh, in, in, in memory, uh, in memory since the Second World War. And we're, we as a government are com absolutely complicit in it. And uh, we Americans have to speak up in, in as much as we can. Are you concerned uh, about a false flag? Chris, can you put up the uh, full screen of the uh, quote from President Biden? Uh, here's what was attributed to him just a few hours ago. I think he's uh, on vacation. The president places no higher priority than the protection of American personnel serving in harm's way. The United States will act at a time and in a manner of our choosing should these attacks continue? The reference to the attacks, the so-called terrorist attacks on American troops in Iraq. What American troops in Iraq are doing there, who knows, part of American uh, empire. But my question to you is, uh, is this going to be uh, an excuse to commence an American land war or at least an American invasion of Iran? Because what Joe Biden is referring to or what his spokesperson, you want to put it up again, please, Chris? What his spokesperson is referring to there um, is the use of American military power to hit sites in Iran uh, from which supposedly uh, these terrorist groups find support. Well, the fact is that um, we are illegally in Syria and Iraq where these attacks are taking place. We are there illegally. That's the, the first thing to be mindful of. But the, the issue here is that, uh, yeah, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu wants the United States to attack Iran. So uh, here we have uh, weak at the knees, Joe Biden doing anything that Netanyahu wants. I, I would predict that in a matter of days, weeks, certainly, uh, we are going to have some kind of counteroffensive uh, against Iran. And uh, this is the this is really what the objective uh, of of this tit for tat is, and uh, this is a this is a very dangerous move. Iran is uh, has more capabilities than um, uh, than many of the countries in the region, and certainly could strike back. 
Wow. Phil Giraldi, on this uh, Christmas week, it's a pleasure, no matter what we talk about or how grim our conversation. Thank you very much for joining us, my dear friend. Thank you. And, and a belated Merry Christmas and an early Happy New Year to you, Phil. And to you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, coming up at uh, 4 o'clock, uh, the inimitable Ray McGovern on all these same topics. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom.